authority is given uh, for the commission. And I kind of look at it like this. The authority comes from the Father. The power comes from the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is our living example of how to walk in both. And so we're seeing that here in Mark chapter 1. Uh, there is a couple of things that I want to go back to. For example, um, in verse 22, it says they were astonished at his teaching and he taught them as one having authority. So we need to watch the, the here again, watch the verbiage or the words that are spoken. And uh, Jesus said, as they, they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. Now, at the beginning, when the Lord had brought us in and led us into doing the Ignite services, mm -hmm. he was saying that he's doing a new thing. And so we are constantly searching for that new thing. If, <laughs> if it's a new thing, then we haven't done it before. And it's almost like, I kind of think that I know that there's nothing new under the heavens, but anyway, it's like, it's like, I'm almost like almost tempted to say that even Jesus or even God hadn't done it yet. But the thing about it is, is that we haven't done it yet. So it's going to be a new thing. It's going to be a new experience. And so when Jesus came in verse 22, he says they, that they were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. So what is happening here, this was a new thing. This was a new teaching. Mm -hmm. This is a, not like a teaching that they had heard before. And if we just examine that for a second, I, the, the scribes probably didn't teach with authority yeah. that Jesus had. So they recognized that authority, but I believe what they really recognized was the anointing of the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit as he spoke those words out. So this was a new thing. Now, if we will go to Ephesians 2 and 2, I want to share with you uh, this little bit before I get into the, to the last point here. Ephesians 2 and 2, it says this, and it says, In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. That is describing Satan. He is the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So, Satan is called the prince of the power of the air. And I want you to keep that in mind just for a second. Now, Satan, he, he comes uh, to kill, steal, and destroy. He has come to bring destruction and to destroy the world, if you will. Jesus said, I have come to destroy the works of the devil. And so there is this unseen battle that's taking place is going on and is going on ever since the beginning. The heavens here then in uh, Mark uh, chapter one, when Jesus was baptized, God said that this, I, this is my son who I'm well pleased. The Holy Spirit descended upon him and remained. Then this amazing encounter took place. And then it says that the heavens were torn. As he looked up, the heavens were torn. Now, the word torn is a violent, is a violent term, uh, if you'll remember, they used the word torn whenever he was crucified and the earthquake and the temple veil was torn and the rocks split. In other words, even the rocks were torn. So it's all of that. And then the heavens opened. Well, the thing is, is that this was surrounded by violence. Mm -hmm. And so when Jesus was baptized in the water, baptized in the Holy Ghost, God said in him, I am well pleased. Then the heavens were torn open. And that violently, amen, then what the reason I believe the why it talks about it being violent is because when the heavens were open, they met resistance 
from the prince of the power of the airway. There was a battle that took place the moment that it opened up. It's a spiritual battle. If you go and read about Daniel, it talks about the spiritual battles that take place. And so, but we have to also remember that Satan might be the prince, but Jesus is still the king. Yeah. And so the, Satan tries again. This He, he tried then to, to stop it, in my opinion, and but he couldn't. And so then Satan tries again with the temptation in the wilderness, and he's defeated again. And he defeated him with the authority, with the word of God. And now watch in verse 23, it says, now that Jesus is going into his ministry, now that he has all authority and all power, and what is the first thing that he meets up with? Verse 23, now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean yeah. spirit. I mean, Satan doesn't give up easy. Yeah. He knew what was what was happening. He was trying with everything. I can't get you here face on. I can't teach, tempt you in the, in the wilderness. So I want to send one of my best unclean spirits to mess you up. And so Jesus comes. And, and the thing about it is, I think this kind of comical, but that's just the way that I think. When Jesus walked into the synagogue, he wasn't wearing a name tag saying, I'm Jesus of Nazareth, right? Mm -hmm. And so, but if you look at the reaction of the unclean spirit, when he looks to Jesus, he says, let us alone. He said, what have you to do? What, what have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? I mean, even in the unseen world, the demonic world, they had already gotten word about who Jesus was. And so the news of Jesus' authority and power had spread throughout the unseen world way before it got to our world in a way that we can look at it. And then here again, if you pay attention to the verbiage of what was being said, he said, did you come, the, the unclean spirit said, did you come to destroy us? What was Jesus' mission? Did they come destroy the works of the enemy? So that tells me that the demons sitting in the synagogue know more about who Jesus is than the one sitting in the synagogue. So the unclean spirit says, I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. And that just, that just really ministers to me. That, that speaks to me. And so in verse 25, Jesus rebuked him. And he says, be quiet and come out of him. But he didn't say it like that because there's an explanation mark after it. Jesus shouted at him, be quiet and come out of him. And so and when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out. And then they were all amazed. Who was amazed? All the people sitting in the synagogue. Okay. And so they questioned among themselves saying, what is this? When you say the words, what is this? You're saying, what's this new thing? Yeah. What is this new thing? And that new thing that they were witnessing was the authority and the power of God working in Jesus. Mm -hmm. They were saying, what is this new thing? And then the word says, it said, what new teaching, new teaching is this? For with authority, he commands even the unclean spirits that they obey him. There's the power. Now notice that it says, what new teaching is this? A new teaching with authority that even the spirits <coughs> of the unseen world must obey. That's the power and authority working together. So I just want to say that you know, within this, that Jesus, in, in, in closing, I guess you might say, I was sitting there when I was studying this and praying about it, putting everything together, and uh, I was sitting there, and I, I, I was kind of drawn to the word all, and I never really thought about that before until this, until I started studying this and putting it, writing it down and spending some time in prayer, and then to me, 
I believe that I discovered the meaning of the word all. All authority and power. You see, God the Father, through his son Jesus Christ, and through the Holy Spirit that now dwells within us, he has given <coughs> us all authority and power. That's just not authority and power in this world. That is authority and power in the unseen world. Oh, wow. So he has given us that ability. He has given us all power. And so we got to walk in that. And so naturally, yeah, we're going to have some spiritual conflicts because we have all authority and power, not only on earth, but in the unseen world. Mm -hmm. And so there is going to be a constant conflict. And I believe that's one of the reasons why that Paul said to always continue to pray without ceasing. We need that Holy Spirit working in us to give us that power. And we need to stay in the word of God so that we'll continually be built up, if you will, uh, with the power or with the, th with the authority of the word. So it's the authority of the word. It's the power of the Holy Spirit working in us that gives us that authority and power to live an awesome Christian life. Amen. And to fulfill the mission that he's called us to do. And that is, you know, even when uh, we have people here at Ride <coughs> in the Wilderness, when we go out on mission trips, we have a commissioning out mm -hmm. just prior to them leaving uh, to going overseas or going to a foreign country. They're going on a missions trip for, for whatever need needs to be met there. But we'll have a time of commissioning them out, of praying over them, praying all authority and power over them. Uh, the Lord will give us uh, scriptures to read over them, scriptures they can take with them. And so... When, as they go upon the, those missions trips, then our commitment is to continuously lift them up and to pray that all authority and power be with them, mm -hmm. that the Holy Spirit go before them. And that not only that, but the word of God, when we pray, you know, the word of God tells us that, you know, that to not walk in fear, to not worry about what you need to say. And then I'm saying in this, the moment that you say, yes, God supernaturally gives you authority. Mm -hmm. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, that power is there of, of anointing. And so the Holy Spirit, don't be a, you don't have to worry about being qualified because you've already qualified uh, because you said yes. Mm -hmm. The yes is there. The yes qualifies you. The yes is the power in the commission that God will give you the authority to fulfill the mission. And it's like, don't worry about what you need to say. Just stay prayed up and the Holy Spirit will speak through you. And so that's about it. That's powerful. Amen. That's good stuff right there. I want to end with this. Mm -hmm. um, you talking about the scripture before ignite, about a brand new thing. Mm -hmm. When you asked me to pray over this mm -hmm. before we started, that was the same verse that came to me wow also not awesome. knowing yeah not knowing at all well that's so, that's just the lord working that's right there. authority and power that's right it. there that's it so i guess the thing I, what i would like to mention to those who are watching this jesus said i give to you all authority and power i give it to you and when you're saved and you've accepted Jesus as your savior, God gives you authority through his word. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of that being speaking in tongues, there is a power that comes upon you and it mingles with the authority. The authority comes from the word. 
Holy, the power comes from the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is our living example of how to walk in those, those two things. And so, yes, there's always going to be a conflict. Yes, the enemy always wants to come in, you know, and, and speak doubt. The word of God says he comes to steal their blessing immediately. And so what I just want to encourage you to do is to, to fight for what you believe in. Mm. Fight for that. You know, it, sometimes it's not going to be easy. Sometimes it is going to be difficult. But, you know, Jesus said that we were we are going to be persecuted. But the thing about it is, even though that we may be persecuted, we're not destroyed. And so we walk in that. And I want to tell you, I don't believe there's there's a lot of people in the Pentecostal realm. And I'm just not going to leave it at that. There's a lot of good Christian people out there that know about spiritual warfare. And all of us carry around our our our, our battle wounds, if you will. We've got some. But here's the thing is that every one of those encounters makes you stronger. Every one of those encounters gives you more ability to move on to the next. And if the enemy wasn't fighting you, he wouldn't think that you, you didn't have anything to offer. But God says that you do. And I believe that you do. And so I just want to encourage you just to say yes. Just say yes to the Lord. And don't worry about not being qualified. You're qualified the moment that you say yes. Jesus will equip you. Amen. He will qualify you. So I just want to encourage you to walk in the power and the strength of the word of God and of the Holy spirit and do the things that God has asked you and called you to do. And it starts with coming to church. It starts with mm -hmm. being around a community of like-minded people there you go. to encourage you and to teach you. And the only way that you're going to get it is if you're here, we do a very um, condensed version of what happens on Sunday nights. And if you're not here, you're really missing a great thing. You're missing an amazing thing. Um, we hope that you come. Sunday nights is at six o'clock. We're here at 1030 on Sunday mornings and 630 on Wednesday nights. I haven't made it to Wednesday night yet, so I get a little confused on it. But yep. come take my place. Amen. Love to have you. Y'all yep. take care.